From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey listeners, this is Mean Gene of Three Falls Brand. Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out threefallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at Three Falls Brand. Again, Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. This is episode 200, and I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the Superstack show... I want to thank my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. I salute you guys. You guys got me here to episode 200. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. All my fans from all over the world. Mexico, Brazil, Ecuador, Canada, Jamaica, Germany, Ireland, the UK. The list goes on and on and on. And without you, there is no me. So thank you for riding. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Woo! 200 episodes. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that your boy would still be here 200 episodes later? I can't believe we are 200 episodes in already. It feels like just yesterday I started this podcast with my homie G-Rock, who, by the way, is back on this podcast today for this huge milestone. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for me, G. We're going to have a great episode. So without further ado, let's cut the beat and let's get into the Superstack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 200. So we got to bring it back to the way we started this shit. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Kenny in the 
Bucks, listen, this that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system. This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights. This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite. Weekly battles, ratings shattered, this a revolution. This is change to what the game is used to doing. This is all about that dark and light contrast. Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike De Niro. This is the 200th episode, and we have a super stack show for you. But today is a very special episode because I'm bringing back my boy, G Rock. Welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be back, and it's great to see you. Thank you. It's great to see you too. Last time you were here, there was a fight for Wednesday night. I know. But <laughs> I think that fight for Wednesday night has been won by AEW, it, uh, it NXT. A, it's a knockout. It was a yeah. knockout. NXT it, got pushed to Tuesdays. Not only did they get pushed to Tuesdays, but they completely got neutered, changed the show. <laughs> they went rainbow. They fired yeah. Triple H, fired William Regal. Yeah. NXT got destroyed. But anyway, welcome back to the show. What you been up to? So, uh, you know, I'm out here in Denver. Uh, big change. Mm-hmm. Um, came out here to to train uh, with uh, uh, I Bang Muay Thai. And um, it's been freaking awesome uh took a couple of fights i uh just fought uh two weeks ago at the colorado state tournament hey. and uh won gold from hey. my class. <laughs> clap it up clap it up clap it up yeah, yeah. No, that, that's uh, awesome i'm glad to hear that you're living the dream and i'm really proud of you and i want to just say like that's that's awesome it's inspirational it's great to see like especially someone that you know i'm so close to you're my brother. I, I don't know if we even mentioned if we were brothers. Like, we were always yeah. say Mike De Niro and G-Rock. But, yeah, you're my brother, yeah. and you're living your dream. So, like, that's inspirational. That's why I continue to push even through tough times with the podcast because you're out here doing your thing. Like, it's it's really inspirational. Yeah, I just want to add, it was by Knockout Anti-KO, too. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I throw that in there. You're, you're state champion. You got the keys to the city. You know what I mean? You... Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. 
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. live in a big mansion now so thank Not you quite. for remembering Not the little quite. people and coming back to the podcast <laughs> i wish i wish not quite pretty not soon quite pretty situation. soon pretty soon good enough hopefully um yeah yeah but um yeah man so you know it, it's it's crazy because you know i talked to you over the phone yeah i see you in like maybe you know once in a blue if uh you know we throw on the chat with the family yeah uh, but it's cool to finally actually get to see you, you know, and, uh, and talk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And to see, you know, just first off where, where we started and like the idea and the direction and where we were going to go. And we were so like, I don't know, like, so, uh, we still believed it and yeah. to see where it is now and to see like where you've taken it and the success you've had, like, I'm super proud. Thank uh, you. I, I really appreciate that. And also, I um, I don't know if you were able to check out yesterday's episode, the episode I did right after AEW, but I was giving a whole thing about, oh, this we got the 200th episode coming on Friday. And I just gave a little rundown of like the history of the podcast. And I said, like, I couldn't have got to this point without you. So like, on the record, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything you did to help with this podcast because it, it wasn't a one person thing. It was a two person effort. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I really feel like like looking back, like I felt like I was just, I was just that guy to give you that booster and that's all you needed to just run off with it. You know, I just feel like, uh, you just needed that little, little couple of steps and then like a little kick in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Cause now we could come back here. We're both, you know, successful in what we're both doing and we could always come back to do this and it's really awesome to see. So this yeah, is going to be it. dope. I love it. I love it. All right, with that being said, that was the 200th episode. Peace out, guys. Catch you on Monday. <laughs> All right, so let's talk wrestling. You know, we... Yes, let's get into we it. We haven't been able to talk wrestling in a long time. Like I said, the last yes, time sir. we talked about AEW, it was a very different landscape. It was 2020. It was mid-pandemic. We were still having no crowds. We had AEW versus NXT. We, we brought tickets to Blood and Guts and couldn't go because that's right when, like, the pandemic hit, the lockdown... Yeah. That like shit hurt. literally it was like i think it was march 20th i think was it i believe so yeah and like that literally is like when it was like the week of the lockdown and it was crazy that that shit still hurt like that bothered the hell out of me like, i know i know it gets to me too <laughs> I was like, this is the match they actually ended up having the match 
I believe last year, right? It was the pinnacle versus the inner circle, which yeah. we're going to get into the inner circle and all that, right? But oh, yeah. yeah, so they ended up having the match in front of nobody in Daly's place. And mm-hmm. the match was freaking amazing. And I'm like, it could have been us, could've but whatever. Yeah. Whatever, right? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so big week for AEW. They had a huge pay per view. Revolution's becoming, in my opinion, I know they like to consider all out like their WrestleMania show, but Revolution's always been like their big, big show. So I think that this was like their WrestleMania show. This was a huge pay-per-view for them. And then they had a huge episode of Dynamite. So we talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I'm really interested to see your thoughts checking out Revolution and also just checking out AEW as a whole because you got to see a pay-per-view and Dynamite. And, you know, like I said, the last time you saw them, like... I don't know if you've been like really being able to keep up with AEW, but the last time we talked about AEW is a whole different landscape. So what's your thoughts on like old AEW compared to new AEW? Yeah. So, um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, ever since I, I moved out here, you know, I've been super busy just, you know, training my ass off. So it's been really hard to juggle, you know, with just working, training, you know, and having a, a life. But I try to keep up with them with all. I feel you. I I have no life because of wrestling. I have no. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and and you know what what you're going through right now, um yeah. So I've been keeping up with them like every chance I get. So like on their Instagram, all their posts, all their videos. Um, you know, sometimes I'll catch them on YouTube, and every time I'm pretty impressed. There's very few things I've looked at, and I was just like, eh, um. I'm sure there was a couple of moments like that, but um, like in general, I'm just, I'm, I'm really impressed. Um, I was thinking back to, to when we were doing the podcast and that landscape of time. And I remember the first couple episodes they had and the roster that they had. And I remember our concerns. I remember uh, mentioning about big men and yeah. uh, the women's division. Mm-hmm. And after seeing revolution, um, I think both of those, uh, I think both of those situations, I think are, are, are in a pretty good state. Yeah. Um, uh, especially with that match with, um, uh, Keith Lee, Wardlow and, um, powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse yeah. Hobbs. yeah, definitely. They have a lot of big men. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And then to see what, uh, um, Britt Baker has turned into. I mean, just a fucking star. I remember um, when we were like first watching AEW, we we're like, yo, she needs to like get a character or turn heel or like she needs to like just act like you belong because she seems so awkward on the mic. Now it's like, yo, like people need to get to Britt Baker's level. She's you know what's so funny is that I was thinking about it. Like you totally called her career. Like everything you said has happened now. But I also remember like early on in the podcast when you mentioned that she should have some sort of glove. <laughs> and do like yeah. the Manable Claw because yeah. she's a dentist. Yeah. And so Revolution, when um when Rebel was pulling out the gloves, uh, it made me think of that. I was like, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's she, I really think she's turned into the complete package. Um, and you know, sort of like what we were talking about when we first started this podcast about just you know those couple of steps and then taking off. That's how I feel like with her and Tony Schiavone. Um, you know, he can sort of like help guide her through yeah. a lot of her early promos and then to see her now um that promo she just cut on uh, dynamite against under rosa was 
crisp. It was beautiful. Chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. Like, yeah. I mean, she just was direct to the camera. She was passionate. You know, like she comes being, second nature. Yeah. 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 It just it flowed out of her. Like she's already this this person, this character. Um yeah, and then I, I like I like the fact that, you know, Rebel and Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile priority has a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And, um, and Jamie Hayter behind her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, kind of really sells her, her character even more. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's fucking awesome. I, you know, to see one of their stars that they like read, you know, along the way and see where they are today. Uh, I was really impressed by her. Yeah, for sure. The last time we were really covering AEW, AEW was, it seemed like a mixed bag, right? Because AEW was being booked by four different people, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. I think the AEW really started to take that next turn when Tony Khan took full responsibility of the booking. I know a lot of people look at that as a bad thing. Like they looked at Tony Khan as like, you know, you, you are just a money mark. You don't know about wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Why are you taking them? But honestly, I could honestly say that the show got a whole lot better when Cody, Kenny and the Bucks was not booking it anymore. And it's no disrespect to them, but it's just, it's more defined now. It's one man's vision instead of four different visions coming together and sometimes not meshing on one show. So I think that that's where AW took that next turn. But I want to get into Revolution now. It was such a great pay-per-view. I see a lot of people hating on it. Like, yeah, you know, I, I did say on the podcast, like one of the biggest things I would say is it's a lot to sit through four hours of wrestling and yeah. then a one-hour pre-show where you have stacked matches because I don't know if you even saw the pre-show. The pre-show was insane. No. 
you had a match. The main event of the pre-show was Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews versus Pac, Pentagon Jr., and Eric Rowan from the Wyatt family. It was... Why? And it, they went like 30 minutes, and it was like spot after spot after spot. This is the pre-show. And that was not even talking about the four hours. So the only thing yeah. that I do have a problem with, I want to get all the negative out because I really want to, like, you know, give them their flowers. The only thing that I have a problem with <laughs> is... Get it off your chest. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they, they could do so much if... It would be a lot better, what I'm trying to say, is if they cut a little bit of the filler out and had just a good three-hour show. They don't need to have these marathon shows where it, it hurts the show because main event of Revolution was a good main event between Cole and Paige, but the crowd was dead. Brian Danielson versus John Moxley was a hard-hitting battle, but these people were sitting on their hands, and you got John Moxley and Brian Danielson bleeding and trying to kill each other. But people are tired after, like, seeing the punk match and seeing the ladder match. It's like, that's the only thing. Like, the pacing of the show, it's hard to sit through when it's, like, four hours and it's, like, nonstop action. And it's hard to complain about, oh, it's too good. Yeah. It's too good. But it's, like, <laughs> at a certain point, you, de- you do need to, like, have your little calm down so you could still be energized for the rest of the show. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I-, I feel horrible saying that. I'm mad that they had such a good show that it was – too good and i was too tired by the end of it but it does i I feel like i feel like the way you describe i feel like like you're you're eating cake in front of a homeless person like you have way too and i hate chocolate like why the hell (laughs) like this is chocolate he's like like, i'll take it you're complaining about there's too much action like oh it's too much for me like yeah i think that that's always a great problem to have and i think when you're acquiring so many stars like they are so frequently, like that's, that's going to be the product is you have yeah. so many f- fucking stars that, you know, I mean, are you going to expect them to have bad matches? Like, are you going to have, you know, are you going to tell yeah. them like, Oh, you're the piss break match. Like, no, Not yet. I understand that. But also the thing is, it's like, just for like the new viewers, because now with AEW having such a stacked roster and a lot of like X WWE guys coming through the, the views are going up. Right. So the ratings are going up. They are having a lot more viewers. It's just that for the average person who's not watching AEW, the person who is tuning in for the first time or is not familiar with the product, they look at the main event and they see the championship matchup and they see the crowd dead. They might think instead of, oh, well, this has been like a marathon of a show in their heads being a casual fan, they might think, oh, well, the champion's not over. Oh, the, the challenger's not over. Or why is this the main event? They're not even getting cheered. People don't care about them. When in actuality is the people are more tired. Like people were sitting through a five-hour show. Yeah, I mean... I think, you know, obviously a crowd matters to a certain degree, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's mostly about the performers, you know, that's in that ring. So obviously when, you know, when you're, when there's like a hot crowd, um, like it definitely spices up a match and especially the way you perceive it. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're still seeing a good match and there's very little reaction, I still don't think that you're too phased by it. You know what I mean? I think you're just in awe by their talent. You know, especially yeah. when you have, you know, um, uh, Adam Page versus, you know, Adam Cole, like the talent, like, is ridiculous. So you're just yeah. focused on that. Now, how is, yeah, how is it for you seeing so many guys that we would watch on the opposite channel, the NXT side, it's now crazy. on AEW? It, it's trippy. Even still to this day, like, even though I watch every single week, it's, like, hard to think, like, damn, like, if you look at the... 
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Original intro that we had for the show, right? I'm talking about it's all elite. Kenny and the Bucks, listen, this is undisputed. Yeah, we're here to shock the system. Now everybody's on AEW. It's like, <laughs> it don't make sense anymore, right? Uh, That's why the name changed for the podcast. It don't make sense anymore. <laughs> but now, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to see like Keith Lee and Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. It's Buddy Matthews, even Malachi Black. You know, it's so funny. It's the thing out of everybody of undisputed error, the only one that's still there. You know, like, who would have thought, you know, Adam Cole, like with Jumping yeah. Ship, uh, um, you know, Red Dragon. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy what, you know, from back then, what we were talking about to, uh, you know, I would love, what it is today. Yeah, I would love Roderick Strong to Jump Ship too, but I don't think that's going to happen for the time being. You know, there's, there's some stories out there. There's some 
rumors and innuendo out there that the only reason why he's still in the WWE as the WWE tries to go away from ex-indie wrestlers and older wrestlers is because of Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey wants Roderick Strong to be on SmackDown because Roderick Strong is married to Marina Shafir, who trains with Ronda Rousey. So through that connection, she's trying to look out for her, you know, her friend's husband. So, and the WWE really like bent over backwards to get Ronda Rousey back. So that was one of her demands that Roderick Strong comes to SmackDown and has a prominent spot. So shout out to Roderick Strong. But I just think that it just feels like one person is missing when you see Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish on television on the other channel yeah. because he played such a big part in The Undisputed. But so yeah you know i've always been a huge you know roddy fan so of course i would love to see that but you know it's crazy to think like if of anybody of the undisputed era like i wouldn't expect him to be the only one left oh no everyone thought that the breakout star was gonna be adam cole um kyle o'reilly yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's crazy to think that yeah the one guy who's still in the wwe standing and he's in a good position too now it's it's roderick strong but shout out to roddy he's he's a legend he deserves it for him to him you know so, what what matches stood out to you? What matches on the pay per view did you enjoy? Maybe matches you didn't enjoy. Um, yeah, the pay per view itself was was just you know fucking awesome. Um, I agree with you. Like that seems to be sort of their their WrestleMania. Um, it, it's it's always huge. Um, and this one did not disappoint. Um, when you talk about the length, like yeah, it's. It's fucking long, you know, just four hours. Never mind without the pre-show. Yeah. Um, uh, the one match I probably could have did without was um, uh, what's her name? I know Cargill versus Oh Jay Cargill and Ty Conti. Yeah, Ty Conti. Yeah, I mean, like they're okay. I don't know why and, she kissed her. That wasn't even explained. But well, I think I'm in uh, on Dynamite. I think she's trying to make a new gimmick, like the kiss of that she said. Or something along those lines. So I, I guess I now guess. it makes sense. At that moment, I was like, "What the fuck?" I, like, huh? like, I just I had in my notes. I was like, "Jake Cargill kisses Ty Conti." Dot dot dot. Don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I don't know. You know, uh, it, it's it's good to try something new, but I don't know if you want to do it on you know one of the on such a big stage. Yeah, yeah. You need. Uh, I don't know. So there's a lot of room for growth there, um, on both of them their ends. Um. I'm a big fan of Thunder Rosa. You know, I was it, sure, I always yeah. enjoyed watching her. Um, I was really disappointed with that match, to be honest. I was really disappointed. Last year, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had probably top three match of the year. They had one of the greatest matches in AEW history. They had a lights out match. It was actually probably a year. It's going to be a year anniversary because it was the St. Patrick's Day smash or whatever, which St. Patrick's Day is literally this Thursday. So it was one year today where they had the match of the year. So you are building for a whole year because they had a steady build for a whole year for the rematch. And the rematch seemed like, I don't know, it just seemed like anticlimactic. There was way too much interference. I just feel like for a match that you built up for a year, it should have had, one, a better spot on the show. And two, it should have meant more, you know? I can see that. I can see that. Because, yeah. yeah that, I, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, I definitely agree with the uh, too many interferences, the whole rebel thing. Like, it was a little too much. Yeah, it, it seems like that seems to be the norm with her matches, where in other matches, the referees are quick to throw out any outside interference. Like, if the manager's getting, you know, a little... How powerful is Cox Internet? 
so powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Little handsy out there, like they get kicked out. It's like all of a sudden you got Britt Baker and she has her her squad over there, and there's like five or six interferences, and and it just seemed like you know not for that match, not for this match where we built up for a whole year, just like we built up for Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega for a whole year. We had a slow build to that. They had their proper blow off here. You built up to a whole year, and now it looks like they had the match that everyone wanted to see, but now it's like oh well, that's just the prequel to the bigger match that they're going to be having next week. Cause now they're going to have another match, but it's like at the pay-per-view, it would have meant a lot more than having it on dynamite. Yeah. But that's my only complaint about that. I, I just think that it should have been, you know, in a better spot. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was, uh, I was impressed. I like the CM Punk, uh, MJF, uh, Bill collar match. I, uh, I love that match. That was phenomenal. I also love the, the setup. Um, you know, for Wardlow, um, you know, I, it's obviously, you know, he's turning face and whatnot. And, you know, we saw that on Dynamite. Um, but yeah, I just thought- MJF been doing him spot. dirty. MJF oh, been yeah. doing him dirty. So the I winner- just point out, I just, I'm sorry, I don't want to control, but I just wanted to point out, it's like, this is something that AW is doing really well, is the slow, slow burn. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So this is building, yeah, yeah. I mean, for how long? You know, for me, it was sort of reminiscent to uh, uh, HBK and uh, and Diesel back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> how, you know, every week it was like he was kicking him in the face. You know, it's just like at some point, yeah, you know, they were gonna break. Um, but this has been going on for for months. So 
yeah, I just thought it was dope that, you know. Yeah, it really reached the boiling point at the um, go-home show for Dynamite because you had um, you had a backstage interview with the Pinnacle, and it was announced that the winner of the ladder match, they get a TNT title shot. MJF went up to Wardlow, and he told him, basically, when you win the TNT title, you're going to hand it over to me, right? And he said, that's if you could win. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wardlow said, maybe I won't win because I'm too busy winning matches for you. So MJF slapped the shit out of him, right? I so after that, but it wasn't just like a slap. Like he <laughs> slapped yeah. the taste out of his mouth. Yeah. So after that, I, I, that was like the boiling point. And now, you know, we got the face turn. And it, it's cool to see because it's been years. They've been building up for this for years. Ever since 2020, there was storyline. There was like little storyline like little i don't even know what you call it they sprinkled it in like in between things like little subtle things where it seemed like wardlow really didn't want to be doing what he's doing he didn't Mm -hmm. seem so convinced with uh the mjf way so it's cool to see him now on his own it's definitely going to be interesting to see where they go but shout out to cm punk with the afi theme song his ring of honor gear the only thing was missing was the blonde hair but you know his hair's already thinning out. i don't know if he wants to bleach it but (laughs) definitely was awesome to see I, I never thought i'd see that cm punk again because that was the cm punk i grew up on like you mm-hmm. know a lot of people knew cm punk from the wwe but i was a fan of his before the wwe and that's who i was watching so it was really cool and really nostalgic to see that once again yeah yeah i loved uh when tony shimani says and cm punk looking like he has a fire inside <laughs> <laughs> you know that was that was uh the nerd tony khan <laughs> Telling him, I don't, I don't think Tony Schiavone knows what AFI stands for. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, yeah, no, that was definitely cool. Now, my my thing is, I understand having a title match and the pay per view, right? That's the traditional way. I just feel like some matches are bigger than the title match. We, for example, look at WrestleMania 18. The title match in the main event was Triple H versus Chris Jericho. Everybody was talking about Rock versus Hogan, right? Rock versus Hogan should have been the main event of that show. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. WrestleMania 25, the main event was Triple H versus Randy Orton for the title. Everyone was talking about the classic between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. That should have been the main event, right? Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You had such a great build for CM Punk and MJF and the way that match was built up to the way the match actually delivered the entrances, the popping circumstances, that would have been a perfect way to main event revolution. I wouldn't have been opposed to AEW putting the world title in the opening matchup in between the show. They've done that before. They do it all the time. Brian Danielson and Hangman Page had a one-hour Ironman match on Dynamite as the first match of the show. So it wouldn't be the, like out of the norm for them to go that route. I definitely think that, you know, I, I'm not mad at Cole and Hangman main eventing, but that show would have packed more of a punch if the main event was CM Punk and MJF, in my opinion, especially with the ending with Wardlow, because they're really trying to build Wardlow as the next big guy. Imagine going off the air with Wardlow walking away from MJF and having CM Punk get that victory. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, if uh, if that was the case, I mean, I don't think anybody would really complain much. Um, yeah, it would, it would totally be, you know, a suitable ending. Um, I don't know. I Maybe they believe in, you know, the title should always, uh, you know, the, the um, you know, the world title should always headline. Or maybe but that's it's not even the case. They don't do it all the time. But so that's yeah. where my next point is that maybe they also want to send the message to the young talent, um, you know, who's been with them from, you know, relatively the beginning with, uh, you know, Hangman Page, um, you know, making all that progress and the steps and be, being the superstar that he is, you know, don't want to, I don't know, leapfrog him. That, that's uh, been a conversation that a lot of people have been having, like AEW trying to be loyal to the young talent while still bringing in new talent. And it, it's, it's very interesting with me because... I think they've done enough. They've done enough proving it. Sammy Guevara was the TNT champion. Hangman Page beat Brian Danielson. He's the world champion, right? At a certain point, it has to come down to who is the best people for that spot. Hangman Page is a great wrestler, but since he's become champion, it's been a little stale. The whole cowboy shit, the, the whole character has been stale. So it's like, Right now, he's not as hot as he was. He actually downgraded, in my opinion, since becoming champion. And it's like, you do need to showcase the best talent that you have. And I, I hate this whole, like, argument that people have that, oh, well, it doesn't look right if AEW brings in WWE talent, WWE talent's on top. Once they sign the contract to AEW, they're AEW talent. Why not showcase the best wrestlers at the top of the card? You know, I will say this. I was... I was kind of disappointed when I saw colored tassels on uh, Hangman Page. <laughs> I was just like, 
He's, my guy. <laughs> he's been, yeah, it, it's been really hard to see because the whole, you know, the whole build to him becoming champion was amazing. The whole story of him yeah. chasing Kenny Omega was amazing. It just seemed like it peaked at Challenger. Once he won, and it's some of it's not even his fault. He won the title. He wasn't on TV after winning the title for almost a month. So it's like, it's the way they booked him, but still, like, right now, there's no intrigue with Hangman Page. And then when, you know, for the average viewer who's not watching all the time, I'm telling them, oh, yeah, well, AEW has CM Punk. They have Brian Danielson. They have John Moxley. They have Chris Jericho. They have now, if you, like, currently watch WWE, they had Keith Lee. They have Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, Andrade. They have all these guys. Oh, who's the champion? Oh, Hangman Page. Who's that? Right. So I was like, I'm like, oh, he's a great wrestler. He's this and this. And then they watch it. It's like, oh, he kind of seems stale. Oh, he kind of seems, you know, eh. so it's like right now, it's like, why not put the title on somebody who's going to bring more eyes to the product? Somebody who's actually going to really build on the show. Because right now, Hangman Page has been champion since November and ratings went down. Crowds went down. And I'm not saying it's all on Hangman Page, but he's not doing anything too dazzling. So it's like, it's not like he's helping the show. I get it. I get it. Uh, you make, you know, strong points. It is always, it's, I feel like it is harder to stay on the top. Um, of course. Yeah. Cause it requires, you know, you to adjust. You can't be that same person that was climbing. Um, and it's very few, <clears throat> me, there's very few wrestlers that are able to make that turn. And the, to stay, you know, and I think that's what really creates those superstars. Um, you know, it just seems like maybe, you know, he hasn't quite found that, um, that other, that second year, maybe, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, November, it's not all that long, but I do understand that, you know, they should probably, you know, change the titles relatively soon. Yeah, because while you're looking for that second gear, you have guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, all these guys who could be a capable world champion, a world champion that could bring more viewers and actually hold that title and really do something with that title. And you have young guys who could even win it too, guys. Who- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah often thinks about the old boring Sarah. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've been built up towards, like, right now, Darby Allen. You have all these guys that could really run with that title. 
And it just seems like the world title picture is like the most, you know, stagnant area of the AEW show. Okay, so, you know, uh, one of the things that actually made me sort of happy for AEW um, was seeing their original talent from the get-go and bloom into the stars that they are today and mm-hmm. see where they are apart. Um, like seeing, you know, Sammy Guevara headline uh, Dynamite with uh, Scorpio Sky, you know, yeah. two guys that's been with them from the get-go. Um, to me, that meant a lot. For sure. Um, and I think... I think maybe Tony Khan and AW is trying to maintain the integrity of the company and not uh, sell out so much like a, um, like WCW did. Um, I think that might've been one of their downfalls is they allowed, you know, these superstar talents um, from WWF at the time come in and they had these egos and they started to, you know, think they could run things and which they did run things. And we saw where, where that got, you know, um, I think it. I think Tony Khan holding back some of these superstars and making them sort of uh, earn it by having great matches like CM Punk just have. Um, I think it sends a message. You know, I think it, it shows that you can't just come right into this company because you're a former superstar or you know were is are whatever from yeah. WWE. You just don't jump right into you know our title picture and then run with the company. Um, so I think right now they have a lot of guys that are humble and they understand their place. And I think it's very important for Tony to maintain that. Um, so I'm, I'm really not mad at some of these guys. Like I get it that it may not be best right now. Um, you know, a little dips in the ratings, but you'll take that for the end game, um, the long-term right of maintaining that, um, that locker room. Um, you have a lot of, I'm sure you have a lot of, uh, uh, personalities characters guys coming from all over right from the indies yeah. guys have been with them from the beginning fucking legends like cm punk coming out of fucking left field you know back into the game and you know daniel bryan who's a fucking legend superstar Sting. Sting. yeah god yeah Sting. Sting. like imagine like you know and 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 thinking about being um i can't remember his name but uh dante uh what's his dante name? martin dante martin like yeah. a young kid like that you know yeah. walking into a situation like like that, that could be pretty fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you're going to have a lot of personalities and expectations and shit like that. So um, I think by showing like, hey, you don't come right in and, and start running shit. You don't jump right in yeah. right into a title picture or, you know, headlining. Um, you have to pay your dues here. Um, and I understand that. But like, you no, know, maybe I misspoke by saying like it had to be someone from WWE. I, I think that you have... AEW homegrowns that would run with that title a lot better than Hangman Page as well. Like, like I said, Darby Allen, um, Sammy Guevara right now is absolutely busting his ass every freaking weekend. He definitely deserves a spot at the top of the card. And, you know, these are people that the crowd is really behind where right now the babyface champion who is the homegrown guy doesn't get much crowd reaction. It's not, it kind of fizzled out. And it, it seems like it's he's another like case of someone staying a baby face for too long, not knowing when to turn a character, not knowing when to switch a character up because he's been the same character since AEW started, where we've seen the heel turn from Kenny Omega when he got stale, the Young Bucks when they got stale, from uh, Chris Jericho when it got a little stale. So I yeah. think that maybe it's not necessarily about taking the title off him, but switching the character up. 
Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, some guys can't make that, that turn, you know, they're fun to watch on the climb, but like you said, you know, um, it gets stale at some point, you got to switch it up. Um, so yeah, I mean, the only thing, one of the guys you mentioned, um, Darby Allen, huge fan. I love Darby. Um, you know, seeing him paired up with Sting, I think it's, it's awesome. And I think it's, it's great for his career right now. Um, I'm sure he's learning a lot. I just don't know if, if, uh, if he'd be able to make that turn as well. He made that it's, turn with the TNT champion. When he was the TNT champion, it was a probably besides the Brody Lee run, the most entertaining that title has been. So that's why I saw like when he was able to take a title, he was able to step it up a little bit. So now when he's like doing these tag matches with Sting, he took more of like a back roll. So Sting could like have his like shine in the sun again. But when Darby was TNT champion, I did see like another side of Darby. He was taking more risks, but he added a lot more elements to the character that made it a little bit more fresh when he was champion. Just to, like we said, like some people like they're cool for like the whole build up to be the champion, but once they're the champion, they can't take it to that next level. He was somebody who was able to like turn that notch a little bit and like make more of the title. That's okay. why I feel like if he, if he was given a shot with the world champion, like maybe if it, not even for like a long time, but if he is given that opportunity, just because I saw what he could do with the TNT champion, I would like to see what he could do with a bigger title. It might be the title might be too big for him. I mean, he's a small guy, so we, we shall see. Yeah, he might yeah. need things to hold it. <laughs> uh, another guy who uh, who I would like to see um, in that bigger title picture is uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, he's still entertaining to fucking watch, man. Yeah. Uh, the spots that they put him in, uh, it's just, it's great. You know, yeah. it's just cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'd be ready for like, you know, a title shot, whatnot, but, um, had a few title shots last year, but it, nothing that was like significant. He, he main evented double or nothing with Kenny Omega. And I, I think that, you know, it would be, it would be nice to see, them take a chance and do something like that i don't think that AEW needs to have these long title reigns like they have like so far there's only been three champions right or four champions for the best tv viewing experience witness the coziest maroons the most vibrant and brightest moons the eeriest and darkest tombs and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the neo qled and oled tvs by samsung we're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since the company started, and every champion is like a champion for like at least 8 months to 12 months. It's like, it, it would be okay to have like a transitional champion like Orange Cassidy for like a month or two just to see what he does with it. Got to give people those chances. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think you need to change it up. Um, I don't think you should stick it to a pattern where it's like, okay, every time it's the long reign yeah. or, you know, oh, they flip the title, you know, every other month. 
Um, I just feel like you always want to stay unpredictable. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want people thinking that they can guarantee, you know, the outcomes. Um, so yeah, I think changing it up, you know, surprising here and there and giving the guys a shot, you know, like these guys who, you know, have that potential and just see, you know, what, what the hell right now, like you said, um, you know, hangman becoming stale. It's like, you know, can't go wrong right now with, with seeing yeah. a guy like a Darby or like an orange Cassidy and, uh, you know, see what we can do. Um, you know, sometimes guys, they just, they need that platform and they, they can run with it mm-hmm. or, you know, sometimes they get, you know, they just stay complacent. They get stale, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd yeah. be cool. Switch now, it up. Another guy that we was watching on the other channel when we were doing this podcast was Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh-huh. I am extremely happy that he's being brought into AEW as a big deal. Like he had his own segment to announce that he's signing to the company. I, yeah. I read that he was signing to the company. I didn't know how it was going to be. I didn't know if he was just going to be like just a guy where one day they have him have a match on dynamite. Cause I've seen that a lot. They did that for like guys like Tony niece. Um, there, there's been wrestlers that they come in and they don't get like the segment where like, Oh, he's about to sign his contract or this is our new signing. So I definitely think that they're going to be, putting the ball behind or giving him the ball and letting him run with it. It's also really nice to see like the whole conversation with AEW not having too much diversity. It's really nice to see the diversity in that roster now with a lot of talented minorities as well, because that that was a, a problem that they had for a little bit because you had a lot of guys who were talented and could have been in that spot, not on the show. We had Scorpio sky off TV for a long time. We, Still don't know where the hell Jay Lethal is. He got signed and disappeared. Where the hell is Jay Lethal, right? So I know with the whole, um, we went into it in depth, but with the whole firing of Big Swall and then like the whole is AEW really all inclusive. And I think it's cool to actually have like people that people could relate to and have, you know, minorities who actually deserve a spot. Like, cause I, I made the stance that, you know, it would be wrong also to give wrestlers a spot just because they're a minority. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's really cool to, to see them hiring these guys who actually, or, and girls who could actually take that spot at the top to see more diversity in the main event roles. Having yeah. a guy like Keith Lee, having a guy like uh, Shane Strickland. It's really dope. Um, what's your thoughts on AEW now owning ring of honor? Yeah, so it's it's funny she said it. I was just gonna I was just gonna bring that up. Um, crazy, like sort of mind blowing. Um, but in a in a way, I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, at least it's still gonna be you know kept around because yeah. their future was looking murky. We didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, it was all it, but dead. Yeah, yeah. So you know the fact that you know Tony's gonna buy it, keep it alive, you know, respect the name. I think that's cool. What is he going to do with it? I think it's going to be interesting. That's question, yeah. Um, I think it would be good to turn that into almost like their NXT uh, to a degree because they do have such a uh, huge amount of talent. Yeah. Um, one thing I was really surprised is so, you know, it's also pretty cool that I like is that AW lists their records in uh, AW in total. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for some of these these talents, I, I was <clears throat> I was surprised by how many matches they've had and knowing like they've only been there for like a year or, you know, two years. And I'm like, damn, I'm sure they're probably, you know, having a lot of, um, you know, probably dark matches or whatnot. Yeah. So I think they have quite the talent that they could like 
showcase at a, at a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they could even potentially, you know, pitch that to a, a national wide uh, broadcast. Um, you know, if they did want to turn it into like an NXT, they have the talent, you know, where they can make it uh, so that they can have the headliners that people recognize, no huge stars, but still also have, you know, um, you know, wrestlers that they're trying to uh, grow. I, I say they put Ring of Honor on Tuesday nights and kill off NXT for good. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I don't think Tony Khan makes this deal unless he is guaranteed a TV spot. I don't think Tony Khan makes this deal unless he knows that Warner Media is behind him. Because right now, the whole partnership with AEW and Warner Media is something that's being grown upon. Um, AEW wants to have a streaming service. Right now, the rumor is they're going to have their video library and more content with the Ring of Honor video library on HBO Max because that is owned by Warner Media. So I think that they don't go into a deal where they pay $40 million, which is the price that they paid for Ring of Honor, unless they know that they're going to have a spot on TV. They're going to have the video library streaming on a major platform because you're not going to pay $40 million for the name and have a show on YouTube. You know what I mean? So I think that that's why I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, will Tony Khan keep Ring of Honor alive? I don't think he makes this deal unless he knew he could. Yo, yeah. Yeah. And I I definitely agree with you with the roster being so huge. Like I said, I I just talked about like, where's Jay Lethal? You know, where is this guy? Where is that guy? The roster is so massive that you cannot showcase all these people on the three hours of television they have a week. Well, you just mentioned about revolution. You yeah. know, and being much enough, you know, like I said, is, you know, that's a, that's a fucking great problem to have, you know, um, but it's still a problem, right? Yeah. So uh, it is a word problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is hard to showcase all this talent. Um, a guy I, I was looking for, um, Rusev, what's going on with him? Oh, right now he's uh, dealing with the injury, but. Okay. I was going to actually bring up breaking news today. He did sign a four-year extension with AEW, so he's going to be sticking around for a while. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think so he has a knee is, injury. Okay, because yeah. I was thinking guys like him in that realm, um, you know, you can make them an exclusive, you know, ROH product. Yeah. And, you know, if you have, you know, the budget behind it and the network, guys don't mind, you know, if yeah. this is an opportunity. If it's not like you're going to the minor leagues, like, oh, I got, I want yeah. to come to AEW, but now I'm going to the minor. No, if you're on TNT yeah. or TBS, regardless, you're not going to complain. If you're making AE money, AEW money, regardless, you're not going to complain if it's under the banner of Ring of Honor. It's the same owner. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. right now, it's it's so stupid. Like I see people complaining, like, oh, AEW was better when it was on TNT instead of TBS. It's the same show. It's a different channel. You're not like these wrestlers aren't complaining like, oh, I'd rather be on TNT than TBS. It's still <laughs> AEW. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, I don't think that that would be an issue. I definitely think that with right now, Ring of Honor, they they need to keep that name alive. Ring of Honor has been such a historic company that's got their footprint all over the modern day wrestling industry. Yeah. When you oh, talk yeah. about the style and who's at top right now. But yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome because it's, you get like, it's like a two in one deal. It's a double, you know, I guess two for the price of one, because not only do you have a new company under your wing, a company with so much history, but now you get to showcase the history of CM Punk, the history of Brian Danielson by showing matches from Ring of Honor. You get to bring in guys now like 
because they have roster members who were going to be on Ring of Honor up until they got uh, bought because Ring of Honor was coming back. Now they're going to be working with AEW. Guys like Jonathan Gresham, who's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, still the Ring of Honor champion, already said he's going to be doing work now with AEW. Deanna Perazu, probably the best women's wrestler right now going. She's the Ring of Honor women's champion. Now she's going to be doing work with AEW. So it's a win-win for everybody, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think it'd be cool to keep it as its own en- like entity, though. Um, oh, wait, without, I, without a doubt. I think it'd be cool to have their own exclusive roster. Um, I wouldn't mind, um, you know, crossovers every now and then. Um, I just would make it like a rare thing, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it'd be great to just like keep it alive, you know, and give, uh, other talent opportunities. Um, cause like we said, that roster is big and I'm sure it's only going to grow. I mean, look at, they just fucking signed Jeff Hardy, you know, and he's a major star. And shout um, out to them using the WWE music. I don't know how they got the rights to that. That was awesome. Speaking about rights, like that's another thing too, is uh, I absolutely love the entrance musics. Um, like music for a lot of these wrestlers, man. AEW, you go to AEW, it's like ECW back in the day. It's like a party. It's music yeah. you know, you get more behind it because it's music you grew up listening to or you know, and it, it adds so much to the show. So I was wondering, like, do they have a, a licensing deal? Or, they, I mean, like, how do they get some of this music? And they, uh, they get a licensing deal. That's exactly what it is. They, um, I know the whole thing with CM Punk, that was not the AFI. I don't know about the AFI. That might've been just for that one night, they got a license or at least for that one night. But I know for Cult of Personality, I know that was pretty simple because the group in Living Color is really close with CM Punk. And they said that wherever you go, we'll let you use the song, right? That was how he got that. But I know that they went out and got licensing deals for um, Tarzan Boy, for the Jurassic Express, for um what's the song i by the pixies i forgot the name but orange cassidy song in my yeah. mind or in your in my head whatever yeah, right yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah and when I, I, I was one of that like i was like this is the pixies i was like what yeah, yeah like, no that that's orange cassidy song which is awesome it, at first i was like i don't know if it fits him but it oh, it, grew on like, me. Yeah, it, it definitely grew on me oh but, yeah i think i think it's great yeah, and um, also they uh, went out and got a licensing deal with uh, Action Bronson for Hook's theme song. So definitely, I think that, you know, if you have the money to do it, it adds so much to the show. Also, John Moxley oh, coming oh, out to time. Wild Thing, you know? Wild Thing, yeah, I yeah. love that. Love it, it, it adds so love much it. to the show. So it, it's something that I always said that the WWE should do more of. Because uh-huh. it, 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 you know, CM Punk in the WWE, when he used to come out to Cult of Personality, like, it stood out because... You hear that, and then you hear, like, you know, Dolph Ziggler's, I'm here to show the world. Like, these songs are the <laughs> WWE songs, and then you got a song like CM Punk, like Cult of Personality. It just feels more big time. It feels like this guy's more of a yeah. big deal because he got a real song, you know? And that's that's one of the reasons, that was one of the big appeals of ECW because yeah. you were going for the wrestling, but you were also staying to hear Enter Sandman and Man in the Box and uh, what's called Walk by Pantera. So I think that that's a real yeah, cool thing it. to have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot um, to the product. Yeah, that I felt it. Like, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, it reminded me of, uh, you know, growing up in the 90s, you know, like, so with ECW or with, with WWE when they would license, you know, music. Um, roll and roll. And roll. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was a big Limbisky fan because of WWE. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, it gave me that feeling. And I was like, you know, this is, this is dope. This is a really great move. Um, and you see the crowd reacting, really getting yeah. into it, you know, and adds that another layer um, to them. Uh, 
So yeah, there's there's just something about having a really cool entrance, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sets the tone and then it yes. even ends it. So it was so dope when Jurassic Park when they come out and the, the crowd is all waving their hands, yeah. you know, sing along. And then even like the way they end, like there's it's just there's something a little extra special about that. Like you For really sure. want these guys to end so that you can be a part of this moment, mm-hmm. you know, singing, um, you know, with everyone. So yeah, I think I think that's it's the small things that just makes a big difference. It makes them different. Yeah. And I, that's why I always say like, there's so much more to the package of an overall, like it's an overall package. When you talk about a performer, it's not just the in-ring talent. That's mm-hmm. why like you could go out there and you could be, for example, like a Hulk Hogan, right? Hulk Hogan wasn't that athletic in the ring. Hulk Hogan wasn't doing some of the crazy athletic spots that these wrestlers are doing today. But Hulk Hogan had that overall package. He had the, yeah. the entrance theme. He had the crowd behind him. He would make you feel it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that that's what AEW is doing. They know they have the crazy, like, athleticism. But now if we could make a whole package out of that, let's get the people hyped with the music. Let's get the people hyped with the entrances. Let's get characters behind these guys. And I think that's great to see. I want to ask you, so how much of Ultimate Warrior's entrance theme music played into his overall aura in your opinion in my opinion it's the theme music and the promos because the wrestling sucked so i think <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like 50 50 is those theme music and the promos because yeah I, he wasn't doing much for me right. like think about how like how much that guy's entrance was such an impact like what is he known for right like even fucking shaking the ropes and whatnot yeah. and his energy of just running and when his music hit like you already knew right like he's bursting out like mm-hmm. it's so huge you know because you look at like we just said like his in-ring ability the guy was all power slams you know what i mean yeah. and just fucking you know just bodybuilder you know shit like even on the opposite end of the spectrum look look at someone like the sandman right sucked in the ring horrible wrestling, okay, yeah yeah right? another one can't wrestle yeah. for his life but <laughs> Coming out to enter Sandman, coming out through the crowd, drinking beers, Taking drinking forever, crowd drinking beers, beer. <laughs> smoking. He like he would have like, for example, if he's in a tag match with Tommy Dreamer versus the Dudleys, the Dudleys would be in the ring jumping Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer would be bloodied up, and Sandman's still making his entrance through the crowd, drinking the beer. <laughs> like I was watching on the what's called Wednesdays. I always review classic ECW. And Dreamer is in the ring. RVD and Sabu are just taking it to Dreamer. Like Dreamer's a bloody mess. And the Sandman's his partner. And Sandman's in the crowd, walking slow, lighting up a cigarette, smoking, gave it to the crowd members. He says, anyone got a beer? Takes the beer, drinks the beer. He's like, all right, let's go. Dreamer's already dead. Like, he's in the ring like this. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready. Like, but, you know, like that whole entrance, like it added so much to the character. That's why people got behind it. So definitely, I, I see that point. So to wrap it up on Revolution, what was your match of the night? You know, I really didn't have, like, there was matches that, that stuck out, but I didn't really have a match of the night. I just thought the card overall was just damn good. I felt like for most matches, it would live up to my expectations. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess that CM Punk MJF match um, kind of stood out um, because of just everything that happened. The match itself was was pretty cool. Um uh, you know, the, the whole thing with Wardlow, I'm excited about what that, what that's going to lead into. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just know the whole buildup and 
the, the, the promos that MJF had a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when uh, he was being his vulnerable self and, you know, hugging CM Punk and just, yeah, I mean, he did a, a phenomenal job building this whole matchup and did not disappoint, you know, um, both of them wrestled like fucking studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I just think that finally seeing, you know, Wardlow turn, like that was, that was kind of awesome too. So, I mean, that match kind of stood out, but yeah, I mean, up and down, even, even um, the opening match with Jericho and, um, and uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Um, I was like, wow, like this is an opening match. Like this is what starts the card. Like this is, this is fucking phenomenal. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, There wasn't, there wasn't, you know, many disappointments, like I said, outside of that, that one match. Um, But uh, yeah. And then, uh, um, you know, uh, Adam Cole and uh, hangman, you know, didn't disappoint. You know, I get it. Like you said, at the end, it's just like people are burnt out. But, you know, what are you going to do? Like I said, it was just a lot of talent yeah. on that card. Um, also, that that tag match, um, the uh, three-way was pretty oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. No, um, yeah. They, Jungle Boy was pulling out some crazy spots. But Yeah, he's a, he's a stud, man. He's, he's a star. I got to say, though, before we ended on Revolution, spot of the night, shout out to Sting. I'll oh, always talk yeah. about Sting. 63 years old. Unfucking real. What man. the hell is going through? Yo, when he came to AEW, everyone's like, he's not going to be able to wrestle. Why is he here? A year later, the man's taking dives off of 20 foot whatever stands and going through four tables. I yeah. specifically remember people saying, they can't put Sting in the match. He's going to be too fragile. Bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know what the hell's going through that man's mind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's living his best life right now, man. Like it's funny because people thought that having Darby and Sting together, a little bit of Sting was going to rub off on Darby. I think it's the actual other way around. Yeah. Sting was never doing crap like this until he got with Darby Allen, who was taking crazy risks. Now you got Sting taking dives. It's crazy. Like you know what? That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, that's that's out of his that's out of his element to to, to begin with. For sure, Never mind yeah. if he fucking start doing that in his sixties. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane. After he was already retired because of a broken neck, like what? Yeah, insane. All right, so ramp not rampage revolution was a really good pay per view. I think that AEW Dynamite, the follow up show, was a really good episode of Dynamite. I I know that they have had problems in the past with following up great shows. But right now, I think that they're on a roll. And this seemed like a good, like, reset episode for AEW, especially the way they started out with Chris Jericho forming a new group. I, I'm yeah. not a fan of the name. The, the Jericho Appreciation no. Society? Yeah, no. What the hell? Anyway, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Jericho definitely was getting stale. The inner circle was getting stale. So I, I do like the fact that he's yeah. going to be switching it up a little bit. And it also gives uh, Sammy the opportunity to fully break out yeah. as his own, you know, superstar. So I think it's good for everybody um, involved. Um, you know, it's going to create a good feud um, for Santana and Ortiz, you know, have matches with, you know, Jericho and, and I'm sure, um, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Jake's uh, Swagger. Yeah. Oh, Hager. Hager. Um, wow. Hey, yeah. Um, Don't worry. I, I said Daniel Bryan like 10 times the other day. 
Yeah. Sometimes you get so used to just saying a you know a guy's yeah whatever name. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, and then also what what is it two point or whatnot? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it kind of keeps things a little bit you know liven up for them. Um, you know, like you said, it, you know, it gives Jericho kind of a, a fresh start as well. So, and also yeah. I think the one it person. It's funny because if you remember the first episode of AEW Dynamite when the inner circle was formed, mm-hmm. I told you that the one person who was going to really benefit from the inner circle was going to be Sammy Guevara being around all these talent. He's going to grow as a talent. When we agreed on that. Yeah. yeah. I think that is the same situation here with Daniel Garcia because Daniel Garcia is a wrestler who's on the cuff of doing I said cuff, cusp of doing great things. He's a I young talent who is very technical has a good character and could be a major star, but he just, you know, he needs a little seasoning. He needs a little tuning. And I think having a guy like Chris Jericho with him could take him to that next level, especially now when you have like not only Jericho, but he's a part of a group. Technically he's taking that Sammy Guevara role. He's not a part of the tag team like Sammy, uh, like Santana and Ortiz was. He's not Chris Jericho. He's not Jake Hager. So it's like he's taking that Sammy Guevara role in this new faction that Jericho's formed. Yeah, I got to believe this is all, um, you know, handpicked by by Jericho. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's one to give back. And I'm sure when he sees talent and sees that, you know, he can, you know, help out, you know, I'm sure he, you know, he jumps to it. So obviously he sees something in this kid, you know, Daniel Garcia. Um, but yeah, it's... Exactly. He's just taking over the Sammy Guevara spot because, you know, kind of groomed Sammy for two years. Um, and now he's that superstar. So he's able to just go off on his own, you know? And so yeah. well, maybe it's the same thing for this kid, hopefully. You there? Yeah, sorry. I don't know what was going on with my camera. Okay. All right. But yeah, so I, I definitely think so too. I know that he just won uh, the Battle of Los Angeles for PWG. Usually that, that tournament's held in high regards for independent wrestling. So I, I, that's when I really started saying, you know, maybe Daniel Garcia is really going to be a big star. Then also when Brian Danielson was talking about forming a group with John Moxley, he was talking about how they could change AEW and take some of these guys under their wing. And he mentioned Daniel Garcia as one of these guys who's on like the path of greatness for AEW. So there's a lot of people who know that Daniel Garcia is going to be something in this company or in the wrestling industry. So it's cool that you have someone like Chris Jericho taking that route of, I'm going to put you in under my wing. And it's very reminiscent. Like this whole conversation seems like the first conversation we had about the inner circle and Sammy Guevara. So it's really, really cool that this is like history repeating itself. Yeah. 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 I, I, I remember that clearly, you know, we both knew that this kid was super talented um, and that he was going to grow from being around, um, you know, Chris Jericho and his mind. Um, and like I said, yeah, seeing to what he is today, it's like, yeah, that kid is a fucking star. For sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm definitely, I'm happy for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely time for a fresh start though. Cause I feel like it did run its course. Yeah. The inner circle definitely ran its course. Now the, the talk of the show, the talk of the night had to be what you mentioned earlier, Jeff Hardy debuting for AEW. This yeah. is, you know, it's really interesting because one, it's dope to see the Hardy boys back together. Dope to see the theme song. 
I'm yeah. really interested to see Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen interact because we've seen in the past people said Darby Allen's like the new Jeff Hardy, yeah. right? Very reminiscent of Jeff Hardy. Yeah, Jeff was seeing that from the get go. Yeah. It's very interesting, though, also to see the backstage stuff because there's a lot of talk that there might have been some contract tampering. And the WWE is actually going to be suing AEW for contract tampering because of this Jeff Hardy situation. It turns out today it came out that Jeff Hardy had an interview and there was a camera that was still rolling after the interview was done. And this was from like two weeks ago when he was still under the 90 day non-compete saying that, yeah, I'm going to AEW after my 90 days is up, which means he must've been in contact with somebody while he was still on the contract with the WWE. So it's going to be interesting, like what spirals out of this whole situation. But as for like the on air stuff, I think that it's really cool to see Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy back together, even if this is like the last run of them as a tag team, because I don't see them sticking around for ever. You know, they've been around for like the last, what, 30 years? So it's just going to be really cool. But I think it's interesting to see, you know, the drama backstage and the greatness like on screen. Yeah, so um, about that whole tampering thing, unless the WWE can like, like really physically prove it, I mean, you look at it like this, Jeff Hardy, you know, like you said, he's on his last run, right? Yeah. We're really going in, in WWE. His brother's in, you know, AEW. You know, they're having a lot of success over there. It's also a no-brainer. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know how much tampering AEW might have had. Um, it might be I a small also- story that I'm making even bigger just because I like to see the war between them. Like, after... <laughs> I don't know. It's just always funny to see WWE and AEW go at it, especially with the WWE always saying that they don't see AEW as competition and they just like downgrade them, like whatever. And then all of a sudden a big star jumps over. It's like, oh, we got to look into that. Like, oh, there there must have been tampering. So I think it's just funny. I think that that is business, you know? Yeah. That is business. Yeah. Um, It is uh, technically illegal if you did tamper with it. Yeah, I mean, so of course they're going to, you know, by their rights, they're going to fucking do what they can. For sure. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no, I think it's really awesome. And uh, yeah, first thing I was, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, it's already been 90 days. Yeah. Because uh, he hasn't been on, you know, in, in, in WWE. It, it definitely so. flew by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was crazy. I thought it was really funny, actually, when he came out. It's like the crowd pops and he goes into like his little Jeff Hardy dance. Like but at I the same said- time, he's like, that's his emergency. Like he's got to yeah. go see his brother. <laughs> but, but it's like, it like funny. I just said about the Sandman, like yeah, into the yeah, ring, exactly. drinking beer while his teammates getting beat up. Like he was, Hardy's getting beat up, but he's not yeah, throwing his he's, little dance. He's not. He wasn't beelining it straight to help no. him. <laughs> and it was like the fastest way he did the dance too. It was like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I gotta get it out. I gotta dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, man, that made my night, man. I was fucking dying after seeing that. <laughs> now the the, the main event was. A really, really cool moment because you had, like you were talking about before, someone like Scorpio Sky who's been there since day one, yeah. winning a title. He, you know, he, I, I mentioned on the show yesterday, I, it's always like he's one of those guys where he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He had world title shots before. This is like his third or fourth TNT title shot. It's cool that it's not a situation where it's like, oh, he's just another challenger. And it also makes the show very unpredictable because Scorpio Sky wasn't a guy that was really on people's radar at the time anyway. So to yeah. have him win that title shows that, hey, anything could happen. 
I think that yeah. I also think that on the other end, Sammy Guevara really needs to cool it on some of these spots. You had him do that giant Spanish fly at Revolution off of the entranceway. And then he did a giant 630, missing it to the outside through a table. Like, yeah, it's entertaining. I just don't want him to, like, cut his career short because he's doing these insane spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but that spot, that was by design, you know, for him. It to... could still go wrong, though. No, I get it. Yeah. Look at, look at what happened to Phoenix. Phoenix got a choke slam through a table by Luchasaurus a couple weeks back. It was by design, but still he had a compound fracture. His bone was sticking out of his arm. So it's like, you don't know what could happen, especially that was a choke slam through the table. He's doing 630 flips through the table. Like he could have landed yeah. on his neck, his back. It's so unpredictable. And I, I just like, I'm a huge Sammy Guevara fan and yeah. I just don't want to see him hurt himself. It's like, he's constantly weekly trying to find the next crazy spot to do. And he's trying to one up himself. Like, that was a nasty spot at Revolution. That table slid. It didn't break, right? So when he went, like, 15 feet off with the Spanish fly, like, that could have been horrible. Yeah. And then yeah. just a couple of days later, he's doing this. It's insane. Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, yeah a, a news word, another newsworthy thing is, shout out to Paige Van Zant signing a contract. It's now being yeah. a part of AEW. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That uh, Yeah, that didn't go unnoticed. I think that's going to be really interesting. I'm curious to see what she can do. Um I hope she's been doing some sort of training. Um, I mean, I know she's kind of been all over the place, you know, so she kind of left MMA, was doing, she was bare, doing knuckle. bare knuckle, right? Yeah, the bare knuckle uh, boxing. Um, I believe she won her fight too. Um, and then next thing I see is, you know, she was appearing on AEW, which I think is cool. Um, you know, and she's, she's a big star in the MMA world. So I thought that that's, I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I know uh, what's called AEW been bringing in a lot of big stars in the MMA world, which is really cool because it was just like a couple weeks ago, we had Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal? Yeah, yeah Jorge Masvidal yeah. was on. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was on um, AEW. They have. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's called? Um, they had Junior Dos Santos wrestle a match. So it's cool to have these like one-off appearances, but to have Paige Van Zandt actually sign a contract as a full-time wrestler, I think that it's even better because, you know, she only, she not only has like experience in combat sports, but also brings a fan base with her. I, me I remember oh, okay. a time when she was in the UFC and she was like known as the pretty girl of the MMA. And oh, yeah. so she, she has a huge fan base. She has a huge yeah, fan base on Twitter. She has like over a million followers on Instagram. So it's like, this is good to bring eyes to the product. And it's not somebody, it's not like a celebrity. Like WWE, you have Johnny Knoxville versus Sami yeah. Zayn. You know, no, this is not that. This is not bad bunny wrestling. This is someone who's <laughs> actually been in the combat world and can actually probably go. She has been training, by the way. Oh, okay. And she, she's yeah. gotten physical before in AEW. But I'm just interested to see what she could actually do in like a real matchup. A real match, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to believe that they're probably trying to bring her in slow, maybe do like uh, a mixed tag matches. Um, so like what they did with Ronda and yeah. uh, Kurt. Um, you know, I think that would be the best bet. So she has these short bursts, you know, yeah. just to have that experience, but not be overwhelming because um, it is a big difference. For sure. And you don't want to throw her into a major spot, you know, make yourself look bad, make her look bad. Um but yeah, I mean, if they do it correctly, like, you know, even if it is for a short stint, like, I think it's, I think it's a win-win for both the both sides. You know, it brings more eyes to AEW, 
because like you said, you know, she does have a huge fan base. Uh, you know, I know I'm interested. I'm like, Oh, you know, I like to see where this goes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a win for them because it's like, you know, cross pollinating with, you know, the MMA world. So, and it gets, you know, wrestling eyes now on, on her, you know, um, you know, on, on, you know, eyes on her and, uh, increase her popularity and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. And I kind of like this whole um, uh, Dan Lambert, you know, um, American top team, this whole like gimmick shit and whatnot. If you remember, they, they used to do this in Impact. If you remember when it, Dan yeah. Lambert was there with Bobby Lashley, he was like yeah. such a great heel manager. I just thought that he was a perfect fit for professional wrestling. And then it was sad to see him go for a couple of years, but it's cool to have him back now because the guy just like reeks wrestling. Like the guy is oh, yeah. the perfect heel manager. And he, he reminds me of a lot of like an old Jim Cornette, you know, like someone that you just like love to hate. So mm-hmm. I think that's definitely cool. And if they're going to have him as Paige Van Zandt's manager, even if, you know, like that's his, that's her mouthpiece, it's going to add to it. So I think that that's definitely a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. I thought that was a cool way to end the show. It was a surprise. Obviously, the whole crowd, if you see their reaction, yeah. like, they're like, oh, shit, like, this is really happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it was kind of, you know, it was a big, like, swerve. Um, you know, Scorpio Sky wins. Um, and then also kind of setting up this match with, you know, Paige and, uh, and Taya Conti, which I think is, I think is, a, is a good first match. Uh, for, Especially uh, both have like MMA experience, Taikansi being a Brazilian black belt, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah, and I think apparently she has a background in judo as well. Yeah. Um, and not just that, but you know, obviously she has you know a few years. What is she probably like maybe at least three, four years now? Taikansi yeah. in pro yeah. wrestling. Um, Still fairly so yeah. fresh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and she's not terrible. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, I think that's someone that's safe to, to, to work with. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, both of them having a martial arts background would put on a good match. And speaking about martial arts background, I was super impressed with, um, what's her name? Something legit. Oh, Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Layla Hirsch. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. Like very small, but packs a punch. Yeah. 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 But like her wrestling skills, like abilities, like I'm not talking about like, you know, professional wrestling. I'm talking about like actual, like collegiate wrestling. She, she was a, uh, I believe she was an Olympic wrestler for the Russian team. So she has amateur wrestling. Yeah. So no, she definitely is legit. Like that's perfect for her name because she shows that she could, you know, she's actually like pulling out some crazy what's it called gable locks and labelle locks she was pulling out like she sort of reminded me of almost like a female uh, dean malenko like she especially the size right (laughs) yeah right it was short and you know she's like stocky yeah uh, but you know she could wrestle the shit out of you man um her transitions and different holds and locks and i mean really legit stuff um i was impressed by her but i was also impressed with under rosa for keeping up Mm -hmm. with her yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it takes two to tango. And so, you know, Thunder Rosa was, was a beautiful partner, but um, legit Layla's wrestling is just unfucking believable. The only thing I just felt like is like, this girl doesn't have much of a character. Yeah. She doesn't really connect with the crowd. And I'm like, that's a shame. Like, if she could just find 
a character. I mean, she's still fairly she's fairly new to wrestling too, so I think that I she needs to like yeah, she needs to find her way. Now, before we wrap it up here, I need to know what's your thoughts on William Regal being in AEW. Fucking awesome, man. Awesome. So this is one of those very underrated signings, I think. I think like everybody knows, like, oh, this is kind of a big deal, but I don't I think it's being undersold. Um I think having William Regal there is a huge deal. Um the fact that AEW's been gobbling up uh WWE's like brain trust for like the tap plot, oh, excuse me, the past like 10, 15 years, it's been insane. Um with guys like like Mark Henry when they acquired him and and uh, um, the Big Show, um, uh, and now like William Regal, um, you know guys that that's been in that locker room and and guys that that's been leaned on, um, you know that had broad ideas. Um, yeah, I mean William Regal was was a huge backbone uh, of NXT, yeah. and you know now with with some of these signings of guys from NXT, that's a great, um, you know, to reunite them, but also um, just what he brings to the table and the way he's able to grow talent and spread his knowledge. Um, you know, it's going to be huge, man. I think, and I, I mentioned this before, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to just say it. I honestly think that this may be, in the long run, probably the biggest signing in AEW history. And I'm going to tell you why. William Regal was the guy who really helped legitimate, legitimate, ah, I don't even know how to say the word. I'm so tired. He's the guy who made NXT legit. He's the guy who tightened the screws and made it run as professionally as it ran. He was the head producer under Triple H. He was the head booker of the show. He was the talent scout because he was going to independence to find these guys. And he was the guys who was taking, he was the guy who was taking guys like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and helping them find that next level. I think that, like you said, with his knowledge of the production, his knowledge of helping these young guys take it to that next level, he's going to be a guy who backstage in AEW is going to be so important. Because something I've been saying for a long time is AEW has a great foundation. They just need to tighten the screws. It's the small little things. And when you have someone like William Regal, a a real professional, someone who's been in this for 30 years, someone who's been around the block and has been at the best, right? Because forget where he's been on the card in WWE. The man is one of the most technical wrestlers of all time. That's somebody who's going to really tighten those screws in AEW. He's yeah. going to see the production flaws and say he's already made changes. He apologized on air. I mean, he apologized on Twitter today for his promo yesterday. And I, I, I didn't know what he was apologizing for, but he said, I'm a professional. So I just want to say I went over my time limit on the show, my promo, and I want to apologize because I don't want it to seem like I'm going to walk in here and do whatever I want on TV. And it was like, he didn't have to go that route. He didn't have to apologize for going. No one knew. But yeah. that's how professional he was. He took that as I need to discipline myself in a way because I went over whatever, like two minutes in my promo. Like these are things like that's what I'm talking about, like tightening those screws. He will find every he will go through the whole show with like a fine tooth comb, find every little thing that needs to be fixed and be able to help fix them. So I think that that's a guy who's really going to turn this company around. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that, you know. He'll bring his, you know, thoughts, opinions, you know, to to Tony Khan, and um, I'm sure, you know, 
they'll they'll probably be you know taken into strong consideration and you know he will have an impact on that company and not just production wise but like we said in the locker room um you know they have a lot of a lot of great young talent and it just seems like every week they're getting you know more new guys um that are just you know haven't quite reached their full potential um you know a guy like Keith Lee like we said you know uh Swerd Scott oh excuse me um Sean Strickland um you know these are guys that like they're close to kind of breaking out and, and actually I worked think, with William Regal before. Yeah, exactly. So they exactly. feel that comfortability with somebody like William Regal helping them out instead of like some guy, for example, like if it was like Jerry Lynn, not nothing against Jerry Lynn, but Jerry Lynn hasn't worked with these guys. So for him to come over as like an AEW producer and like, oh, I'm going to help you. It's like, oh, okay. But like having like that familiar face help you out, it's going to like make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, so there's a lot of guys there that they do have that relationship that they can lean on him. Um but uh, I also liked, um, you know, if he does decide to be, um, you know, somebody's mouthpiece or manager, you know, the way he's, the role that he has right now with uh, um, Brian Danielson and um, um, with Moxley, um, you know, he, he flourishes in that role as well. So, um, you know, I think that'd be, I think that's something that would be great too. Um, you know, maybe he'll have more on airtime. Um, and be a mouthpiece. Um, I know tonight I was thinking about, you know, Wardlow, like he's trying to break out. And I just think the only thing that's going to hold him back is like... Is that, yeah. I, I was going to say that promo seemed a little too generic. No, no, honestly, for me, it was the opposite. I thought he was being very real. I think he was being pretty honest about, you know, who he is. Obviously, some of it was storyline, you know, um, but I think he was able to kind of mix in when he talked about, you know, his mother and his two older sisters and whatnot. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was being real, um, which is cool, you know, and I think that that's great. But I just feel like, I don't know, build him as like this strong monster, um, you know, that next tier. I think he's going to need somebody, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, a guy like William Regal, like, you know, you pair him up with, with a guy like Wardlow, who knows what can happen. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that's very true. So I mean, he can be, he can be an asset in that way, and also, like I said, you know, just as as far as being, you know, somebody with you know ideas and and um, you know has been through it and had success with production and knowing how to run a company and yeah, you know, he's just another brilliant mind you could add to the team. So sure. he's only going to help. I don't see this hurting them in any way. But exactly. yeah, definitely. So once again. It was great catching up. It was great talking to AEW, and I really appreciate you coming on. Know that you're welcomed whenever. And I appreciate that. This was really fun to do. Well, I just want to tell you, like, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, it's it's at 200 episodes. You know, it's lasted yeah. that long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that says a lot. Um, you know, I'm really proud of, of what you've done, and I'm proud of where the podcast is. Thank you. Um, you know, I it, I think it's just, it's, it's so freaking awesome. And, uh I'm excited for where it's going. Um, I feel like you're making a lot of smart moves. Um, and so I'm excited for you and where you're going to be, say, this time in 2023 or 2024. Um, Thank you. I really, really appreciate this. that. Thank you. you know, I, like you I know. said, I'm proud of you and everything you're accomplishing, the fights you're taking, the fights you're winning, the championships you're winning. So that's that's awesome to see, too. And like you said, in a year's time, you no, know, you're probably going to be taking pro fights. So 
I'm really, really excited to see your growth and your journey as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, uh, the AW fan in me was reignited, um, yeah. you know, because of tonight and watching it and watching the product, you know, it, I just haven't had time to keep up, but I'm still a, a big fan and I like to keep up with what they're doing. And I always check out, like I said, their social medias and, you know, videos. Um, and then whenever we talk and, you know, you tell me about a match, yeah. uh, you know, or guys that I'm interested in, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll dig into, but, um, yeah. So I try to stay connected with them as much as possible. And, you know, I like where it's going and thinking about when we were first covering them, when they first broke through and seeing where it is today. Um, yeah, it was really cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for them. You know, it's, it's a dream come true to see an actual, you know, product that can compete with WWE and may even put them out. But, um, uh, you know, I really, I really like what they're doing. I think that sure. all the mistakes that WWE's made and the previous companies like WCW, ECW, I think they sort of capitalize on all those mistakes and they built a really strong, good company from the inside out. Um, and I think that shows through their product. And so it's fun. It's exciting. You know what I mean? It this is, is really definitely exciting. exciting times for them. Definitely. Is- Just for wrestling fans, you know, seeing, yeah. uh, you know, what's been going on and, you know, with the Indies or ROH now being brought out, like it's crazy, but um, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're making a lot of great moves. And so it's really cool to see where it is today and where it was, you know, just a couple of years ago, two years ago, three months. No, definitely. So thanks again for coming on. It's been real player, player. (laughs) I love you and we'll definitely do this again. Love you too. All right. We'll talk later. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. I can talk in the hood till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Allah, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross. That's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk, trigger finger streaks, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that can tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up something. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that can tough in the hood to the wolf's Bitches let a drink in the club to the wolf's call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street to the wolf's call. Everyone strip on the floor to the wolf's call. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack 
dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life. Answer yes, well, then nigga pay your price. Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.